Utopia tonight. You know what's crazy about the time that we live in? You can never get anybody on the phone. We have these full access 24-7. You can literally talk to anybody around the world anywhere. And they've reduced the amount you can spend talking to a human being on the phone. It's it that I'm I'm sorry. This is my Andy Rooney segment, apparently of the uh, of dystopia tonight. That's a good reference that none of our viewers are going to give a shit about either. Uh, but but um, it is it's insane to me because I like I can only talk to them online, and I'm like, okay, if I if I can have you on the phone and do this while we're doing it, oh, we can't get anybody on the phone. Why? Give me your home number. I'm paying you money. Holy right. shit. And what's right? even more annoying is I get more phone calls from AI now than I ever have in the past. Yes. Right? Robots want to talk to us all the time. They're lonely. And you know what? I will talk to a robot because I don't want to die when the robot apocalypse comes. <laughs> so do you try to make nice with them? Do you flirt with your AI? I talk, I, I, Alexa and I, we're, we're, we're so, if I could, she's waiting for me to pop the question. Might not be a bad move. You're getting older, John. I am getting. I need somebody <laughs> to take care of me. So this, so our viewers know, I've been I've been sick for the past week. Um, and uh, if you see me while Jerry is talking, and I'm turning to the side and I'm muting myself, I'm not being disrespectful. I'm just I don't want to choke while he's, uh, while he's uh, while he's being brilliant. So that's just me doing that. And then of course when we when you watch the show later on YouTube or hear it on Apple, Spotify. Uh, you will not hear any of that because I'll be able to edit it out because I'm pretty good at that. <laughs> good job. Way to let them know about Dystopia Tonight with John Poveromo over on the YouTube side if you want to watch any of these previous 200 episodes. As we round out the end of this year going into Thanksgiving with two incredible guests this week, and tonight the first of which is a legend yeah. in his own field in music, right? I think this is a perfect oh, yeah. way to close out, right? It's incredible. Uh, he's got a new album that just he just came out with. He's still crushing it. He's still killing it. He's brilliant. He was great when he was on last time. And I'm happy he's on today because it's it's my comedy anniversary. It's 17 years since I've been doing uh, in, in this r ridiculous business. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I don't know. Um, but yeah, he's got a great new album out. He's got a great new song also that he's been plugging to. Um, and I'm, I'm just happy as hell to have him on. So let's bring on Jerry Casal. Hello, sir. Hi, how you doing? Good, how are you? Pretty good. Oh, you don't want to know. <laughs> <laughs> I know, right? That's the best way. You're like, you know what? Let's just assume we're all good. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, I love the the new music, by the way, man. It, it you're 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 as good as ever. You've never you it's like you you just <laughs> never stopped doing it. It's it's crazy because like, you know, what's funny. I, I don't know what the secret is and maybe you can let us in on it, but like, I'm sure, you know, your peers and stuff like that. Some of them, I don't know, you know, they just don't hold up like that. They, like they're, they're, uh, they're, they're not, they can't do the vocal thing anymore. You sound amazing. Well, they do something that I can't do, which is they grew up, <clears throat> and, and, you know, they decided I'm a man now. I can't be foolish anymore. Uh, right. Right. And I'm like, yeah. I'm like, well, I'm ready to be foolish. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> that's the best. I think that's the key to longevity. Yeah. It is. Yeah, absolutely. Just never, never mentally growing older. I don't feel I'm going to be 38 in, uh, in uh, on November 28th. However, I don't even know what day it is now, so I can't tell you the date. I, I'm so, I'm so out of it. Um, but uh, I don't feel, I don't feel like, I don't know. I don't know what I'm supposed to feel like or what you're supposed to feel like when you when every every time I get to these other birthdays, I'm just like, I feel OK. So that's all I got. You know what I mean? Like knock on wood. Uh, but I don't I don't know. Did you feel like when you were approaching? I think when I hit 40, I'm going to have a breakdown. 
To me, nothing changed until I was 60. When I was 60, wow. I still thought I was 30, but my <laughs> girlfriend let me know it wasn't true. <laughs> oh, that's if you know what good. I mean. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's always good to have that kind of reminder. Um, speaking <laughs> of, of, uh, of Devo, de-evolution, that kind of stuff, are you following the whole Twitter debacle? Are you a tweeter? I never liked it, but you know, you you're suckered into it, and I am following the debacle. Um, yeah. It's so perfect. What can you say? <laughs> I mean, right? It's the nail on the head. It's like why your show exists. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah, it's it's crazy to me. I've been, uh, you know, we all knew it was going to be a clusterfuck when a bit. First of all, when anybody spends forty four billion dollars on a toy while like people are dying of cancer and there's homeless people living out of shopping carts. And like, you, right. Don't you feel like you're like, am I not in on the joke here? Or like, what is like, what is happening? Right. And then, and then to see him use it the way he's been using it, like since he's gotten a hold of it, man, uh, it is just, it, it's crazy. And it's just the, also like the alpha males that want to be that guy or the, the pseudo alpha males, you know what I mean? The ones who think they're like yeah. real, you know, like, who just follow him and i'm like oh my god like you know he was a balding nerd who like yeah. invent who, who lost money out on paypal and got like money from his pops from a mining facility right. you know like right <laughs> like, for mining not, yeah yeah i'm like he's not who you think he is jesus christ but yeah well i never i well was, yeah i i never thought he was the other guy <laughs> Yeah, that's true. Yeah, I know. Yeah. And it's and it's beautiful too because whenever you listen to songs from Devo and stuff like that too, it's not it, it's got to be so surreal for you guys to have gotten together to have written those music uh, that music at that time and then kind of saw it all sort of come to fruition over time. Like is it do you feel like you're going insane some days? Well, I guess I am insane by that definition of insanity about doing the same thing and expecting a different result. Um, mm -hmm. Because, I mean, we knew long ago that mm -hmm. you couldn't go wrong betting on the bottomless, shameless pit of hypocrisy and arrogance and right. the fact that rich men can believe whatever they want and all the plebes drool after their wealth and want to be them while they're getting fucked by them. Yeah, absolutely. And that's yeah, what that's you watch. Yeah, that's a great call, man. Uh, and it is, and it's, but I also feel like, you know, you're a pretty hopeful guy. Like you, you seem like you, you, uh, you have a decent <laughs> amount of positivity in you. Is that hard to maintain? It's not really positivity. It's just um, <laughs> resignation, resignation that things are that absurd. You know, you, 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 I appreciate the dark side. What can I say? Right, right, right. Yeah, it's a little bit of a Carlin-esque thing in you, right? Where you're like, I'm just sitting back yep. and watching the show. Yeah, and you saw what happened to him when he got serious. Yeah, oh you my know, God. That's yeah. when he went, yeah. Absolutely. Totally. Yeah, it's kind of interesting when you watch those guys who are so prophetic over the years and stuff, and then when they finally, like, really Stop kind of get telling in. jokes. <laughs> yeah, yeah, <clears throat> yeah, that last um, that last special, I remember watching, and I'm like, I'm I'm scared. Am I supposed to be scared? <laughs> like this, this, this is not a this is not the same feeling I usually get from this. No, um, you're laughing at the horror. Maybe yeah. if you're lucky. Yeah, you're yeah, exactly. 
totally. Um, are you so you got the the new album coming out, man? Which I yeah. want to uh, just congratulate you on. But you worked with um, Josh Freese and uh, Oingo Boingo, um, uh, Steve Steve Bartek. Steve Bartek. Yeah, who was on lead guitar for it? Sorry, I'm reading from the thing. Um, but on the Invisible Man, what was that process yeah. like? Because you would you you did um, all the vocals on it. Um, you wrote it. You sang it. You played instruments on it. Uh, what was that like going back and creating something that new and that great? Well, it was even more fun than I'm going to pay you back because that was written during the enforced uh, COVID imprisonment. And the most we could do is talk to each other like we were doing tonight. Right. And, yeah. and you know, music for me, you know, I guess I'm retro old school. Music for me is being in the same room. And, yeah. and, yeah. and conversing and playing live and reacting to what somebody does going, yeah, do that twice as often. Do that faster. You know? right. um, yeah. And, and so on The Invisible Man, we were together. Right. You know, amazing physical contact. Right. Yeah, that kind of collaboration. I feel like when I've talked to people who've done it both ways, there's there's I think I think out of the whole, you know, being in lockdown and having to create versus spending so many years in front of people and creating. Do you find that you can combine what you learned from both and maybe use it moving forward? Or did you like hate it all together being having to create in a different way? You know, I didn't hate it, but it's like wearing a condom. <laughs> <laughs> I think you're going to make me choke. <laughs> well, I'll choke while you're choking because my GERD is oh. acting up today. So. Is it? Yeah, it really I love is. it. I love it. It's just yeah. two two gentlemen experiencing mm -hmm. some genuine. Yeah. You know, it's great. We look good on the outside. On the inside, though, nothing's going right. <laughs> It's, it's pretty bad. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Anytime somebody's like, oh, you look good. I'm like, oh, no. If you had an, it's an illusion. Yeah. 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 Nothing's going on out here. Holy shit. These are all filters. Um, yeah, man. It is. It is like, yeah, you're probably right. And I find that like kind of interesting, too, because even this like Tom and I are eager to get back out and doing mm -hmm. at least some like I've been going back out and doing stand up, which is a lot of fun. Good. Um, yeah. yeah, it's been great. And the audiences have been great. Um, cause I just think they were, they were so fucking sick of being inside and being indoors. So everybody's just elated, right? Yeah. Yeah. It's just awesome. Um, are you doing dates? Or are you going back out? You know, I would love to actually take the show on the road, so to speak, but with, uh, you know, with the people I'm working with and what the lives they have and the success they have, <clears throat> it's hard to say what we could do and when we could do it, but we, have the intention <laughs> right that's awesome man because i i really would love to see you live at some point uh yeah. and uh and, and playing music but also in person too we can get a bite to eat yeah um but yeah. <laughs> yeah, we can do that too i always feel bad and when i'm start like yeah, choking. yeah start choking <laughs> and blowing really picky with the waitress like can we not get ooh, can you eliminate yeah. that? free no cheeses yeah <laughs> yeah can you do yeah <laughs> Exactly. Can yeah. You figure that out for us. That'd be great. It's yeah. It's embarrassing, right? You you list everything, and and it's like, why are you here? Get <laughs> Seriously, I I've gotten that look so many times before, and I'm like, well, I'm because I'm like, well, I want to see other people, and this is what other people do. Nobody, yeah. nobody goes at. Well, you know, we're not stop. <laughs> 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 oh man, I know it's so true. 
it's terrible. And we were, uh, you know, that's the thing, man. We were talking about gut health and stuff and how much we've been through with all that shit. And I, and I, I we've talked about it a little bit on the show before, but again, I don't, I really wish that people would figure it out uh, or science somebody. You ever wonder what scientists are doing? Like, I know that, you know, it's crazy. I'm sorry. There's like, th- I am obviously I have nine <laughs> thoughts going through my, this is the first human contact I've had in about a week uh, <laughs> since I've been under the weather. Um, but like, so when I watch movies and stuff, right. And I'm sure you do the same thing. It's so sad because as you get older, you realize that literally everything is fantasy, right? Like I know that like Bill Maher likes to complain about the superhero movies and how it's not reality, but like I'll watch a movie now and I'm like, that doctor is really nice. And I'm like, that is a fantasy. <laughs> no, no doctor is swooping in at the last minute to save your ass and really get it. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. Um, you know, and really get to know you. We're all, this is great. I love that we're both oh. not doing well. Uh, not that I want him to not do well, but you know what I mean, Tom. Tom, back me I'm up. Good. I'm backing um, you up. I'm back you got a haircut, by the way, up. didn't you? Thank you. I did get a haircut. Thank you for noticing. I'm so sorry. I, I always... Oh. No, no, no. It's fine. This is getting really bad. As we I talk. understand, man. It's getting really bad. Yeah. Um, I get it, man. Oh. Don't I, worry. You're not the first guest that John has made sick. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Oh, I'm sorry, dude. Uh, I, I know those feels, man. I totally get it. God. Yeah, it's rough. It's never. Is there? Do you, do you find drinking like an? Uh, they always tell me drink a like a ton of water when I'm doing that kind of stuff with ginger or lemon in it. Does that help you at all? No, it makes the ginger makes it worse. Yeah, I found that like after a bit of time, uh, all the all that kind of stuff for me. I don't know where these people are getting the idea that some of that shit works, but I'm like. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe because I don't believe hard enough. I don't know. I, it just doesn't yeah. do much for me. Because <laughs> you don't believe hard enough. Dude, I swear to God, when people tell me about it, they have that glazed look in their eye, you know, <laughs> where they're like, oh, oh, have you tried magic? And I'm like, I don't know. I don't know about magic. I, maybe. I find out if I if I get normal nights of sleep, it helps, actually. Uh, and I haven't had that recently because my wife had a daughter uh Thursday night. Oh, so congrats. we've been we oh, come home from the hospital with an infant and oh my goodness, good lord, man! Congratulations. What's her name? Yeah, Inara. I n a r a. Beautiful Inara. name. Mm-hmm. Love that name. That is one of the characters on a sh- one of my favorite shows on Fireflies. First time I ever heard that name. Ah. Yeah, it's a great name. Inara is oh, beautiful. Well, congratulations. That's very lovely. And I'm sure now I know why you're not getting any sleep. <laughs> yeah, it's been bad. <laughs> my friends, I did, I forgot to mute. My friends, um, this is I love that this episode is the the couple days before Thanksgiving sick episode. <laughs> it's so great. Um, so you got but you also got the Invisible Man music video uh that you worked on. Right. Um yeah. and that can you tell me a little about the process behind doing that? That was a continuation of the process that I worked on with Davey Force, the uh, CGI animator who uses AI programs. We kind of created mm. that that reality that's one step removed from live action so that it becomes kind of a Marvel comic book, uh, you know, world that isn't mortal. Uh, right, right, right. I wanted to continue that. So, you know, my character wakes up in the new video from the last video, which turns out to be a nightmare, which it was. <laughs> right. Um, so you see 
the end of I'm going to pay you back. And he wakes mm -hmm. up from that and says, ah, that's horrible. I'm going to shake it off and take a walk. And he's outside and he's in this Teletubby world. Mm -hmm. And by the end of the video, he realizes he's still asleep. And this is still part of the, the dream. Nice. The only oh, dream cool. that he woke up. That's beautiful. And and the invisible man is all over his ass attacking him <laughs> in, the, in, the, in the new video. Right. That's incredible, man. How long did it take to, to finish that kind of thing? Yeah, it, it took uh, just one day to shoot all the elements, but then it takes mm -hmm. weeks to assemble all the action into the environments compositing and then put it through the morph and mutation of these programs right and the artwork by the way on the album um the cover and also the inside the album the illustrations and stuff like that are incredible almost 77 yeah yeah 70. he's great he's great <clears throat> and so when you when you do something like that are you how much are you involved in that collaborate collaborative process of them creating something in, in a true collaboration you know we we talk back and forth and then I email reference and images from that are personal to me and talk about putting them in some kind of, you know, he works in kind of a votive pseudo-religious diorama that's uh, symmetrical. You know, I love that. Okay, right, yeah. Uh, and, uh, and then he puts it into that style of his that's almost, again, like almost religious. Right, yeah, it's very unique. Um, I like uh, any kind of album art or anything like that. I always find interesting, especially when it's a collaboration between the, the you know, the visual aspect of yeah. what the musicians have in mind and what the artist kind of portrays. Well, it's um, really fun not having to do everything yourself. I mean, Devo was, all, <laughs> Devo was all DIY. I mean, there was nobody that even understood what the hell we were trying to do. So we didn't get help. And, uh, right. and in fact, we got a lot of pushback. So we'd all always have to just, do it you know mm. without cooperation basically right and you know this what's interesting too is, is that you release this in yeah you you release this in three different formats and one of them is yeah. cassette which what, what yeah. was the <laughs> impetus behind releasing something on cassette again i don't know oh the cool kids were telling me hey cassettes <laughs> they're happening i go what cassettes i go oh, yeah wow. everybody wants cassettes and I'm like, no, they don't. <laughs> then I find out. Then I find out it's you know, it's like the novelty of something so ridiculous that that they never saw that they were born yeah. where it didn't exist anymore, and so yep. now it's like a a curiosity, you know, like a yeah. toy. Yeah, I can't oh. wait till they till they find out we all used to talk in person. And, uh, and, no, and I used to... yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you were mentioning that we got smartphones, but nobody wants to talk to each other. They only want to right. text. Yeah, yeah. It's infuriating. Yeah, we used to we used to call each other on the phone and actually talk about things. Uh, oh my god, it's a novelty yeah. now. And it wasn't, and it didn't matter what yeah. time. Like especially, like uh, I remember, like if you called somebody at eight o'clock or nine o'clock at night. You'd be like, "Oh my God, what's going on? Like, this is a—I never get a call at nine. It was exciting, and you'd pick up. And now, if you do it, 
you get like a little message that their phone doesn't answer <laughs> past like six o'clock. And I'm like, what if I needed help? I'm still, people are still out at nine, eight, nine PM, you know, like yeah. what the fuck? Yeah. I was at a party yeah, this week. Yeah. Oh, oh no, I was gonna say, I was at a party this yeah. week and somebody pulled out a camera with like the old school, like camera. And I was like, wow, it felt great to have somebody take a picture that wasn't on the phone. I have been, and they had to wait till they developed the film. Yeah. 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 Okay. I gotta, I gotta say this because I love that you just said about developing the film. I don't know why this just dawned on me because I grew up with regular cameras and everything too. I used to have all the thin ones, you know, little ones and all the wind up disposable ones. So I get it. But when, uh, so I was telling you this, this past week, my, you know, my dad had passed away and we're, we're like flipping through family photos Mm. and like stuff from like, you know, 60s, 70s, you know, whatever to make those boards. And it dawned on me as I was looking at them, because some of them are great photos, right? Like, you know what I mean? Like there's just a great shot of him and me when I was a baby and he's smiling. I, I just dawned on me that you had one shot to take that photo and you didn't get to see what it looked like. You, you know, and, and just, but how many beautiful photos came out of like family albums and stuff from like back in the day, you know, it's insane. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And then, and now you've got like 30,000 photos of the same girl and you're like, God, pick one. Jesus Christ. Like, (laughs) I don't know what, like what is happening right now? This is insane. Um, yeah, but that's awesome that you you keep the, you keep the one that's, you know, where she's naked. (laughs) (laughs) oh god you're not kidding the one Uh, (laughs) oh i see all thirty thousand of them okay yeah all thirty thousand. yeah just that's uh, you know it's the same people say it's the same nipple but it's not it it went a couple photos of it winking having a good time Um, i'll explain that to my daughter I'm just going to tell people this is the meds talking that we're on. Uh, <laughs> um, uh, God, I do love the cassette. I think the cassette thing is a brilliant idea, whoever did tell you that. Because for a while, I've been looking for um, uh, like some kind of, uh, you know, digital kind of, because I, I miss like the old Walkman, the yellow and the black. I was like, yeah, it's yeah. kind of nice to just have something that's only for music and I can't be disturbed on when I'm like doing other shit. So, but it, nobody's made anything like that yet. So who knows, man, maybe all you guys putting cassettes or, or something cassette like back into the atmosphere will kind of bring that back around and they'll create something. Yeah. It seems to be back around. That's awesome. Yeah. And you got it on uh vinyl, which I love um, because I, well, yeah, that's, that's where, serious. <laughs> yeah. The, yeah. The vinyl vinyl is still, yeah. I think one of the most important parts of music because you guys get to do the liner note. Like, it, I think it's the only time you get to hear from the musicians and the artists because CDs were always too small, you know, or whatever. And and now with the digital stuff, you can't. But like an album, man, you can unfold it and it had like you know the lyrics and shit, and that was always awesome. Right now, now it's like a fresh, a fresh kind of fetish object, uh, an art object because of yeah, yeah, the size of it. You know, a black twelve-inch orb. Yeah, 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 absolutely. And and uh, like um, and the packaging, uh, which, as you said, yeah, and the packaging and stuff is always amazing too. And just the, do you enjoy as an artist having like talking about your lyrics and your songs and stuff, or are you just like I'm going to leave that up to the interpretation of the of the you know the audience that it goes out to? No, I guess there's 
maybe a tinge of narcissism. I don't know. Uh, mm -hmm. You know, you know, you <clears throat> when you're a kid and you want to sing or dance in front of some group of adults in the room, you want them to like you, right? Yeah. And you can't you get get enough of, of the attention. Um, mm -hmm. So I, I don't. Th I think artists are lying if they say they don't want attention. My, why else I agree. Hell, why else did you get up in front of people and do this? You know, right? Um, so no, I don't ever mind. I never have an attitude towards people that ask me questions about about my content. That's great, man. Because <clears throat> I'm one of those people who, you know, I I want to talk to artists about their lyrics and about their music and all that other stuff because I want to know what they I want to know what they were feeling and if what I'm feeling because of it is the same if it's resonating, you know, and nine times out of 10, right. it is, but, but then there's a, a few of those guys I find, uh, you know, mm. are really, it's hard, it's hard to find mm. like, you know, them, it's hard to get them to talk about it or, or, or find anything yeah. they're talking about. Like, you know, yeah. I, uh, I want like a, I want like a literal book of everybody kind of breaking down songs and song lyrics. Cause I want to know mm -hmm. I can do it, but who mm -hmm. the fuck, what do I know? I'm a comic. I don't know. I'd read that book, but how many yeah. people I'd read that, but how, how many people would, Right, I agree. I know. It's, I think it's, I'd read that book too, though. I think we, you may yeah. be onto something here. There's three. <laughs> All right, I'll get it. I'll get it going. I'll do it. Simon I'll put it together. Schuster. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> get them on the line. <laughs> Schumann and Schuster. Yeah, yeah. Somebody, anybody, anybody looking to make money. Do you know what I love about the the new uh, vinyl you're putting out too? You have that special edition that's coming out on Black Friday. That's clear and the clear. Yeah. Oh, I, yeah. I was almost like, is it just going to be air? <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! Just nothing. No groups. <laughs> no right. right. <laughs> Jokes on you guys. <laughs> Welcome to the de-evolution. Um, that's, that's invisible. <laughs> there's nothing in it at all your people are trying to slide something out they're like what the fuck it's there um, you just can't see it yeah exactly um you have to expand so, your mind so how did you how did you wind up coming to collaborate with steve bartek um a friend of mine uh, that's kind of executive producing my solo stuff jeff winner mm -hmm. uh you know, was in touch with him and said, do you know Steve Bartek? I said, yeah. I met him, you know, <laughs> in like 1980. And uh, he goes, why don't you talk to Steve about, <clears throat> you know, working together? And I, I thought, yeah, why didn't I think of that? You know, what, what's wrong with me? And <laughs> it was great. When I talked to him, it was like time collapsed. It's like nothing had, it was 1980 again. Wow. You know, it was fantastic. He's he's such a a good person and uh so so pleasant to to be around. He's great. Um that I I like when collaborations like that come together especially with older friends who feel like they just never lost touch no matter how long they've been. Yeah. Like that's a special bond too. Yeah. Did you guys spend a lot of time reminiscing? Because I'm one of those people who wants to be a fly on the wall when, when people like that get together. <laughs> did you guys spend a lot of time re reminiscing or was it all business? You know what I mean? Like, how did that how did that go? Uh, you know, not as much as you'd think, because we we didn't we didn't have a lot of time to do that. We had to get down to creating. 
But yeah, yeah we did. We did. And um, that's awesome. Because, you know, people always ask him about any ambivalence with the fact that, you know, he was oingo boingoed. Now that there's a, a saying for like how Danny treated the band and went on to compose. And then right. people ask me if I was oingo boingoed. You know, stuff like that. <laughs> absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. <clears throat> uh, and, and, you know, that it is it is kind of like a, a source of uh, of uh, whatever uh, sticks in your craw because composing right. and writing songs and performing are apples and oranges. Right. They're, they shouldn't be like one or the other or competitive because they're two different worlds and two different kinds of disciplines um i mean you know when you're when you're an artist in a in a band you create some song that maybe nobody wants to hear right. you know it's all speculation um nobody is asking you to solve a problem nobody says hey uh can you do an album that kind of sounds like david bowie although maybe they do now but that isn't right, the way right. things used to work yeah. Uh, and, you know, so it's primary creativity. And and suddenly, if you do something that resonates, an audience goes nuts because once they hear it, they can't remember when they didn't want to hear it. Right. You know, so I, that's the way I was with like Jimi Hendrix. When I, <clears throat> if somebody would have told me six months prior, this is what you're going to be listening to. Mm -hmm. I'd go, what are you talking about? Yeah. <laughs> and then once I put it on, that was it. I wore it yeah. out. I wore out that vinyl, and and that's what that's what being an artist and then performing is about. Uh, composing is secondary creativity, where you're you're solving a problem and you're enhancing a a narrative that someone else wrote, and you're mm -hmm. trying not to step on it. You're trying to amplify it. Right. And that that's a real talent to do it properly, mm -hmm. you know, but it's not anywhere near the same kind of talent as, right. you know, David Bowie or Jimmy. Right, right, right. Um, I love the way you talk about creativity. And I'm curious, when you guys had hits, was it hard for you guys to navigate like maybe a um, the record industry saying make make the same thing again because i think that happened a lot with people back then right they would have a hit and then they'd go that was great now do it again and make it sound the same you know what i mean like but you guys yeah. really just fought against that but it was it you know how hard was that how foolish <laughs> yeah they don't they, they don't really even pay any attention to you or value you until you have a hit and then right. once you have a hit that's the problem they pay attention to you and they you know, success had many fathers. So now they take credit for having the vision to sign you. Right. And now you're the hero, but now you better do it again. Do it again. They don't want yeah. it different. Yeah. You try to point out that a new whippet won't necessarily sound like the old whippet. Right. And then you try to point to examples of other artists who had a hit that didn't sound like their last hit, but that's the reason it was a hit because yeah. yep. they reinvented themselves with something just as good, but right. it doesn't fly. You know, they're, they're like nodding, you know, <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, sure. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. You know, 
But yeah, I feel that, the same way. That's, that's what happened. What you said happened. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's crazy. It's the same thing. You know, it's amazing how long that that charade kind of lasts, because uh, it's it's with comedy clubs too. You know, <clears throat> all the comedy comes from the '80s. Who had guys like Pryor and Robin Williams and all those ones. You know, any any of those guys that <clears throat> crossed their paths in those comedy clubs. Those comedy clubs got to say, "Hey, we cultivate stars." Yeah, and yeah. we created these guys. And then they they just yeah. ran with it forever when they were getting nobody work. Nobody was getting right. recognized in those places. Right. And right. it's insane to me because you know that was the that was the one of the little silver linings of COVID was the when those clubs started to fail because they didn't have us in them. We were like, it, I think it kind of gave us a little bit of a, a better sense of ourselves and confidence to go like, yeah, we we've gotten good in spite of you know, your $50 of, of night payouts and, you know, bad pay and no food and, <clears throat> you know, making us beg for spots. So, well, you know, nothing know really threatens a businessman more than an artist. I mean, they love making money from an artist, but they, they, they just constantly, you know, in a world that rewards formity and, and supposedly, uh, you know, playing by the rules, the businessman yeah. gets to say, you got your, Robin Williams, you got your Andy Kaufmans, you it, mm. you got your Scorseses. I love it. Like there's a clones of all these guys, and they belittle the artist. The artist is either a child, a drug addict, or difficult. Right. <laughs> right. And the artist that talks back is difficult, and then you're gone. Yeah, absolutely. So it's better to just let them think that you're a child. Yeah. Yes. Oh my God. <laughs> It's so it's so funny how quick you got to turn that on and be like, oh, I had no idea. Oh, you just nod, wide eyed. Oh, what a genius you are! That's great. Good for you. Oh, I never thought of that before. Like the minute you're like, yeah, no, I got it, Bob. They're like, what the fuck? Yeah. Oh. Yeah, I love that. And and whatever it is that that is, they'll say it like really profoundly and slowly, like it's a brand new thought. <laughs> you know, which you've heard a million times before, right? Yeah. Oh my and, god. And that's, that's so and true. you're right, you gotta go. What? Yeah. Yes. <laughs> oh my god. Absolutely. And it's the God that you said that they say it slowly is it made me think of one guy that that to this day still does it and he's a fucking moron. And I we <laughs> I don't work I haven't worked for him in but fucking pompous, years, but he's pompous moron. Yeah, yeah but a <laughs> The pump is more, but I I remember being like I was like 21 when I first started, and he would do that shit where he would you know you'd make you like lean in and he and he'd cross his oh, you know cross right. his fingers yeah. and it, and he would say that and but you know your 21 year old brain would be like oh this is gonna be good we're all leaning in you know and <laughs> and he would say the dumbest fucking shit and you'd walk away yeah. like what the fuck was he talking about what was that about you know right. like you got it off a fortune yeah. cookie. Or who did we have on recently that said that uh, they had sent in the track and they were like, well, you need to do it a little more this way. I was like, what? He's like, he's like, just wait a day and send it to him again. And he did it. And he was like, now you got it. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. That's true. That's wow. true. Yeah. That's so true. Yeah. Was it, was it, who was it? Was it Retrofile? Maybe. I'm trying to think of who it was, but the artist was saying exactly that. And they're like, yeah. Just hold on to well, it. Well, you know, in the early days of Devo, they didn't know if it was Mark or me singing on recordings you know okay. like before they signed us and would walk into the studio and watch right and and it's true the style we were doing 
a lot of people don't know who sang what song on the album in the first three albums. And when we were um, writing songs for something for everybody, you know, in 2010, you know, 40 years later. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, and I was kind of spearheading it all. And I was the, you know, field marshal driving it to make it happen because Mark just seemed to be, you know, he wasn't sure he wanted to do it. And I played mm -hmm. three songs for uh, a person I won't name at Warner Brothers. <laughs> and he goes, who's singing on this? And I go, that's me. And he goes, you know, I'd really like to hear Mark sing on this. And I'm a you know, understanding exactly what had happened in that 40 years is, okay, that's the persona, the, the guy with the big glasses, he's got to sing. So yeah. I did what yeah. you said. Like the next yeah. week, I just sent, you know, files back, said, okay, what do you think of that? And the same thing. It's like, yeah, that's coming together. Yeah, you could be. <laughs> It was great. <laughs> I love it. Oh my god! So and it and it's so funny to me that it's on every level too. Those it really oh, is like, oh yeah. yeah. It's like those guys aren't real. It's like they're non-playable characters in a video game, and they've and they've got all got the same programming. Yeah. One of my, one, yeah. one of my friends is working um, at uh, this. She's a she's a um a um like an environmental teacher or whatever. And she works for the state park service and, and that kind of a thing. And her boss is doing the same kind of shit where he'll like, because he has to keep his job. And sure. it, the only way he can do it is if he makes it look like other people aren't doing their jobs, he has That's to right. then send her these emails and like, you know, CC other people, you know, whatever. And be like, Hey, I asked you for that, whatever. But what I, I, what I love that she's doing is, She's going, yeah, yeah, no problem. And then she'll forward him the thing she sent him three weeks ago with the right. date underlined. <laughs> and he's like, you know, like, how dare oh. you? I'm, you know. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's yeah. bad. That's hilarious. She's got an attitude. That's what I, so I told her. To look, <laughs> Difficult I to love, work with. I love that you just said that. I told her that. And she was like, what do you mean? They can't say that. I'm like, the fuck they can't. They're going to say that you are insubordinate to your leader. Yeah. Because you yeah. made your leader out to be a jackass. <laughs> and it, you yeah, know. You called out always, the truth. Yeah. You, you spoke truth to power. Yeah. It's always over. Yeah. Oh, God. I know. I can't. Well, it's, it's, I'm glad it's we all know crazy. the way it works here. We all understand. Yeah, yeah. How <laughs> we understand the machine. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. yeah, we can't do anything about it, but we know we know how it works. <laughs> helps us helps us sleep at well, night, so we're not crazier. That's right. Yeah, Knowing exactly. you can't do anything about it is part of understanding how it works. <laughs> absolutely. Yeah. Oh man, that we. Uh, if anybody watching, well, there ever there's a bunch of people watching right now. That's a valuable lesson we all just taught you. Uh, <laughs> you're welcome. This is free, and we're both not feeling well. How's that strike you? Uh, <laughs> now we're laughing. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's funny. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, one of the, one of the things I don't know that we touched on the last time too, because I know we we talked about you being in different bands and stuff, but you're also a phenomenal harmonica player. Um, is that like? Is that just like a, I feel like harmonica is a very personal instrument, you know, because you can take it out whenever you want. You know what I mean? Like, is that like something that you just do for fun on the side? Like, you know what I mean? Like, do you still do it? Sounds like you're talking about a man's penis. <laughs> That's what I was thinking too. A very, a very personal instrument that you can just whip out anytime you want and play yes. with it. Yeah. I mean, I, that's, it, that was amazing. It's like, 
It, you know, in a game where you had to guess, I wouldn't guess harmonica first. I... <laughs> I'm sure the people who are selling harmonicas are like, thanks, man. You just said harmonicas are the penis of the instrument world. We appreciate the sales pitch. That might help I'm sell like, Right? Yeah, Where's things yeah, right? to put your mouth on? Yeah. There, were, there you go. That's the tagline. It's just blow, thing. blow, blow. <laughs> blow and stop. <laughs> Oh God, this is great. This is what I needed. Yeah. Holy shit. Yeah. We've just helped owners <laughs> stay in business. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Oh, that's beautiful. Well, anyway, yeah. I don't know. Is that do you do you still do it? Are you still dabbling? I, I wish I didn't say I wish I hadn't said dabbling. I'm gonna but... tell you. Yeah, no, no. <laughs> All right, we'll move on. Well, I... We'll move on. Next. Only in the shower. <laughs> 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 I can't. oh my god i can't breathe uh, oh fuck I, that was great i have to say that after all this time uh i've kind of lost uh the magic on on that instrument <laughs> okay, okay. I, I can i can still play it but not like i used to <laughs> This is full circle back to the turn in six. Not as often. Not as often. Oh, I guess I shouldn't say out loud that I've never been able to play it because I feel like that's going to hurt me <laughs> yeah, in yeah. the long run if they don't know yeah. what we're talking about. But yeah. yeah. Oh, my God. That is that is second gold. I'm clipping that for sure. Uh, <laughs> um, <clears throat> another thing I wanted to talk about was um, just the amount of alter egos I think you've had that I don't I don't think you've touched on too much. No. but that you created for yourself over the years. Uh, and is that how much of that was like a conscious thing that you were like, I'm going to do this thing now. And how much of it was just basically a feeling you had had creatively where you were like, okay, well, you know, um, like, you know, now I'm going to be the alien Avenger, you know, and do that kind of a thing. You know what? Like, what was, what was your thoughts behind all of those? Yeah, I was uh, the first character alter ego guy that I created was Gorge mm -hmm. in, in uh, my freshman year of college. And Gorge was um, a damaged, you know, kind of a Frankenstein's monster. He was, he was a guy that mis misunderstood and wronged. And uh, I made a holy card and there was Gorge. And in and in the caption was, I was not always thus. And on the back wow. was a poem that Gorge wrote. And of course it was an indictment of all illegitimate authority and hypocritical characters, you know, nuns, priests, hippies, generals, politicians. Uh, it just way, just, you know, just wailed on them. Mm -hmm. And, uh, and, but Gorge was a sad character. And right. I, I lived with Gorge for a couple of years and I would attend art openings as Gorge. Mm -hmm. And I had my sidekick on a leash, Pootman. And <laughs> Pootman was my friend who, he was a, a very uh, physically fit small guy. And he would just okay. wear wrestling shoes, wrestling shorts, and a tight little t-shirt. And he didn't talk. And I would take him up to each of the paintings and drawings and point at them, Pootman. And I'd, I'd pick all the worst art. And right. he would 
he would then look at him and then hold his nose and then turn around and wave his ass in the air at him, you know, and then I'd nice. reward him. I had a milk bag, I, I, I mean, sorry, an enema bag filled with milk strapped on like a bandolero and then I'd feed him from the tube like for, you know, a reward. <laughs> Incredible. After about, after about three or four, stopping at three or four pieces of art, doing this so people could see what the hell was going on it creates a disturbance and obviously and mm. <clears throat> and that usually you know maybe i would last five minutes in this gallery before security or student <laughs> teacher graduate student <laughs> and you know asked me to leave or escorted me out and it was fun you know i yeah i got a reputation but what I was doing was performance art, but I didn't know that. I didn't, there was no word like that. Nobody said, hey, great performance, Jerry. They go, keep that asshole out of the next opening. <laughs> <You know. laughs> oh my God. And then it was good. Protar after that. Pro, then Gorge gave way to Protar. 1969, right? Pro, yeah, Protar <laughs> was like, imagine if Spock from the original Star Trek was really pissed off. <laughs> you know, he, that's a great he description. He talks like Spock. You know, yeah. He talks like Spock and he has reasoning like Spock, but he's not letting people off the hook like Spock. Oh, that's great. Yeah, that was that was Proton. Did that and then did that come out of just the <clears throat> all the sci-fi stuff that was kind of accumulating around that time and kind of the curiosity well, and like the moon and <laughs> it was it yeah, was but... definitely definitely sci-fi and horror movies, but also the horror of the actual political realities of the United States during those years and right. just the spate of assassinations of top-level politicians like the Kennedys and Martin sure. Luther King and Malcolm X. It was just endless. Right. And the, you know, the uh, ginned-up Vietnam War, uh, Right. Kids today mm. wouldn't understand anything like a ginned up war, obviously. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's great. And then you also had Skunk Man. Yeah. Right? Mm -hmm. That was my blues persona. Yeah. Was that thir was that after Proto Man? Um, uh, Protar? Y yeah. Skunk Man. Skunk Man was more like the man who fell to earth, you know, after uh, after all your pretensions of being some kind of alien, just observing reality and, you know, prognosticating on the dark side of human nature. Then I was like, well, I'm here, you know, I'm, I'm in the dirt with them. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Yeah. Yep. I, I felt more like a sharecropper. So, um, I, I got became you. skunk man. That's great. Those are, but those are all really profound and very th well thought out. You know, it's not just like you were changing costumes randomly and you were like, now I'm this guy. And people were like, why? Right. And you were like, I don't know. <laughs> you know, like, it's just, no, no, I the, knew. Yeah. The themes. Yeah. You really yeah. had it down. You really had it down. Um, are you thinking about creating any other characters for the next, you know, 10 <laughs> years? I don't know. After the um, colossal failure of Jihad Jerry as a character, um, I'm not sure I'm ready for the next one. Um, 
Oh, you gotta make. I mean, gotta do I thought I thought a guy that was nearly sixty years old wearing a stupid Sam the Sham and the Pharaoh's turban that's theatrical, uh, white right. man uh, um, with a title "Mine is not a holy war." Um, I thought maybe they'd understand and appreciate the satire, but right. I was wrong. Mm. <laughs> right, right, right. I got hate um, from. The, you know the MAGA style jocks out there. The you know the sure, the the true patriots as they think of themselves. And I got right, hate right. from real Muslims who aren't known for their sense of humor about their religion. <laughs> <laughs> and you know it was not fun. And right. then the capper was, I get an interview on Sirius XM in New York. I'm in the studio. And the guy likes my music, and mm -hmm. and he knows Devo well. And he goes, you know, if this first track here, if uh, if the time is now, if that was a Devo song, I'd be playing the shit out of it. I <laughs> love this. And I go, right. well, I go, I, half the reason for any of those songs sounding like they did and being Devo songs yeah if you like the song how what's the problem it's like yeah oh, come on man devo that's a brand yeah jerry i can't even say that shit on the radio yeah. oh my god <laughs> wow wow yeah well I mean, it was 2006 so it had been yeah five years since the towers went down sure yeah and, and as a boston radio station man said said to me in, on a taped interview Gerald, it's too close to the heart. Too close to the heart. <laughs> yeah, I understand. I mean, I get that. Yeah, I guess if it was around that time, you know, people were people were all over the place emotionally, so you never knew. And what I did you have Army get. Girls Gone Wild as the single. <laughs> <laughs> it, was a, it was about Abu Ghraib. But that's. <laughs> that's fucking genius, though. That's mm. so great. Yeah, fuck them for not getting. You know, that's. <laughs> Oh my god! Yeah, that's yeah, okay. that's beautiful. So good. Yeah, I, worked, I worked with the guys who did those gym videos. Oh, you—that's what I thought. I wasn't sure, yeah. but yeah, yeah, the jib jab guys were great. Yeah. Were you gonna say, Tom? Oh no, I was gonna say, but we did have uh, a fan, Slinky Stinky, said oh. that he loved Jihad Jerry <laughs> out uh. there. There are a lot of. Yeah, I guess he would. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, what's in a name? You know. <laughs> I can't. That's so great. Oh man, I want to. Um, I want to touch on a couple of things that I'm going to bring it to a bit of a serious uh, note just before we leave. But you dedicated the this album again to your brother uh, in the memory of your brother Bob. Yeah. Um, and that's. I mean, how you know is how important is that? I mean, obviously, it's very important to you. But when you mention it on a new, how much of an influence and in, in your memory of Bob do you have when you're creating stuff? And you know, how much of it goes into it? You know, it's it's pretty kind of sad because I have I haven't been able to take his phone number out of my smartphone. That's how bad it is. Totally understand uh, that. We work nice. together every day. We. We were the kind of, you know, doing the, the dirty work, the nuts and bolts, dirty work of Devo, like taking 
fragments here and there and sounds here and there and cleaning them up and putting them in order and putting a composition together so that it was listenable and made sense. Even when I wasn't writing the song, you mm-hmm. know, and Bob didn't write songs, but he, but without him, believe me, these songs wouldn't have got, he was like a producer. Mm-hmm. He was a whiz in the studio. And, you know, he was doing things that people get paid a lot of money for. But since it was, you know, within Devo, he wasn't getting paid. It was just, that's what he did. Gratis. Mm-hmm. And we worked together well. And losing that, it's like, you know, it's like losing your wingman. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. And and so you just couldn't move forward creatively the same way at all. Right. Um, and but is it is it do you find it cathartic though when you're creating music to have just kind of to be thinking of him and then moving? Yeah. It, you know. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I can't help it. Yeah, it's cathartic already. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. That's got that's nice release though to have. Um, it is. Yeah. And do we have any questions from I, the audience? I Tom? do have a bunch of questions. If everybody out there wants to ask them, this is the time. People have been waiting on the Q and A. So okay. let's get a couple. Sorry. A couple. Yeah. Up. No, 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 not no, you're fine. Sorry. This is this is our show, Jerry. We do what we want. We get to the Q and A and we're good and ready. <laughs> so uh Danny Bailey has not counting Devo or Jihad videos, which music video you have directed would be your favorite and the worst ah, and worst. Okay. So if I can't yeah, if I can't count Devo or my own solo stuff, um yeah, I would say <clears throat> I'll blow up the outside world, the Soundgarden video. Oh, nice. Uh, That's a great one. Because because that heavy-handed kind of downer, because the song itself was a five-minute-plus dirge. Mm. I didn't know they were about to break up, but when you hear that song, you should have guessed it. Right. And, um, and working with Chris... And actually, in Kim too, you know, it was so unexpected. I mean, I didn't, I didn't know those guys, but they, mm-hmm. I got to know them, mm-hmm. and they were so serious and thoughtful and articulate, and yet they clearly were not even talking to each other except to come out and appear just in time for the cameras to roll. Right. So they each had their own dressing room. They each had their own people. It was so strange. Wow. And and you know, they weren't they weren't giving me a hard time. <laughs> and they were, you know, so I worked hard on that and I had a real budget. And it turned out to be the last thing they ever did before it was over, over, over. They never performed again or anything. Wow. Mm-hmm. It's a very so, hole in yeah. oats, right? <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> and then the worst, let's see. <laughs> Oh, yeah. Uh, the worst had, had to be, um, I did a video for this Canadian artist named Jane Sibbery. And again, she wasn't the problem, but she was way out when she wanted a Brahmin bull in her video. <laughs> and, uh, and I scoured America to get a Brahmin bull, a white Brahmin bull. We mm-hmm. found one in Texas, but A&M Records didn't want to pay to ship it to California. Wow. So they directed me towards 
you know, an animal wrangler for movies that they used. Oh, no. Okay. And this guy, he didn't have any Brahmin bulls. So he, we went to his farm in Simi Valley with Jane, and he somehow talked her into this cute calf. So we reconnoitered <laughs> the concept. We were going to use this calf. Well, this guy, this, this animal wrangler, he turned out to be a psycho cokehead. <laughs> and the, the day of the shoot comes, and we have a full cast of characters because we're shooting this at a ranch where they used to shoot westerns like the Lone Ranger and mm-hmm. okay. Roy Rogers. So it's a lot of money, and this calf and her are going to travel through this environment and this. This house that we built, this cabin we built is going to fall apart and reveal these people inside. Anyway, needless to say, there's an ambitious shot list. There's a schedule. We have it all planned out. And this guy doesn't show up. (laughs) And there's no cell phones. Yeah. It's pretty cell phones. Yeah. And so people are leaving the site going I don't know, 15 minutes to the nearest gas station with payphone, trying to get a hold of this guy. Long story short, he does show up three hours late. We see like a just this dusty funnel coming down the road, and that's his pickup <laughs> truck with a trailer on the back. And he's barreling down the road. We go, what the hell? And he comes to a stop right by, you know, the kind of, setup we have like an outdoor setup with canopies and chairs and video village right and he jumps out and you know we're about to like me and the video commissioner are just ready to scream jump down his throat and he waves us off and he runs back to the trailer and he opens it up and he goes fuck <laughs> and he goes fucking cow's not in there cow's not in there I'll be right back. Okay, what? here's what happened. When he turned off the road to this ranch right. with a dirt road approach, he dumped the calf unbeknownst to him. Oh, my Didn't kill God. it, but the whole left side of the calf was chopped up, you know, from hitting gravel and, and dirt. It was bleeding down oh the whole side God. of the calf. Because he brings that back that way, and he goes... He goes, just shoot it from the right side. <laughs> oh my god! And and now Jane, who's a vegan, right? Oh, she wants to call the cops. And if we could have called the cops, we probably would have, uh, because she would have demanded it. Right. You know, the video commissioner from A and M tells the guy to get the fuck, get that, you know, get the calf back in the truck and get the fuck out of here. And he starts screaming at the video commissioner that he still wants paid. I mean, it was so Jesus ugly. Right. We lost a whole day. And <laughs> the, the cow in the video is buttermilk the cow from Let's Make a Deal. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. <laughs> that's the only cow. And Jane hated it because it was pregnant. Oh, my God. And, and the new Wrangler says... Walk real slow with her, honey, because she might deliver any time. Oh, my God. 
And the video is just an abomination of what was on paper and what the storyboards were. And Jane was so bummed out and her performance shows it. And that was the worst. Uh, Not because of her or me, but because of the ranking. Yeah. Oh, my God. That was a great story. He was sniffling and his nose was running. I mean, you know, he's sweating. Oh it was my incredible. god, man! That is amazing. <laughs> oh man, absolutely that, amazing. That was a long answer. Weird. That was a great answer, though. And then Tim Hall says, "Hi, Jerry. I understand that Enigma Records oh, yeah. era with Diva was not a happy time for the band, but are there <laughs> any songs on those records that you have a fondness for?" <laughs> yeah, um, I I do like um, the the Ivan Ivan version of post postmodern man. Hmm. And I like his version of disco dancer. Okay. Yeah, nice. and and even though we shot really low budget videos to both of those songs, I I kind of smile when I see them now. I mean, in their crude awfulness, they they they've grown on me. <laughs> there you go. Nice, man. Good good answers. And if uh, old dirty pastor wants to know if you can get the latest project on the road, will there be some Devo tunes in the set list? Hmm. Yeah, of course. Yeah, excellent. Ones that I wrote or co-wrote that I never really got to play live. I mean, like "Find Out," song called "Find Out," which I love, and we Devo never played it live ever, and. uh, Jerking back and forth, which we rarely ever played live. Mm. Uh, I'd be doing that for sure. Yeah. And probably um, Triumph of the Will. <laughs> oh, nice. Very nice. Off of Duty Now for the Future. Nice. Chiquita Banana asks, hey, Jerry, what's your opinion on Todd Rundgren? <laughs> no, I- <laughs> I, I, we kind of liked Todd Rundgren, and then we were summoned to his studio in San Francisco back in 1977 after a gig at Mabuhay Gardens. Mm. And we thought, okay, Todd Rundgren wants to meet us. This will be really cool. We go there, and he's like drilling us and putting us down. What? And going, he looks at me and he goes, you seem to have all the answers. He goes, you guys, you want to be successful or do you just want to freak people out? (laughs) You know. Holy shit. Yeah. And I was like, what is going on here? You know, he's acting like a record executive, not like the guy we thought he was. Yeah, and he yep. was—he was so smug and so condescending, and and it, it kind of hurt. And and it's just like fuck that guy when we left, you know. <laughs> wow, yeah, I would have been yeah. there. Well, the fucking audacity to summon you, like to like you know, I mean, couldn't he have phoned it in or written an angry letter at least, and not have you gone all the way down? <laughs> no, there? I mean, but it was it was all done, you know, by whoever was fronting for him as a really positive thing, you know. Right, right. Gotcha. Oh my god. Wow, that was shitty. Fuck. Yeah. 
A lot of good questions coming. Jerry, I've been wondering. Yeah, him on the show. I'm going to ask him what his fucking problem was. <laughs> right? Yeah. I want to know. You probably won't even remember that happening. Say right, hi. Right. <laughs> Jerry, Jerry says hi. Say hi back for me. Oh, that's hilarious. <laughs> GD Cub okay. Cubic says Cubic. I've been, I've been wondering why both hardcore devos are not on Spotify anymore, and if it's ever um, been brought to your attention. Um, we brought it to Rhino's attention, who had some weird excuse. Excuse me, I'm getting that attack. And it was supposed to be rectified, but I don't think it has been. And it's certainly nothing that we wanted to have happen. We want them on right. Spotify. Right. Yeah, absolutely. As a shaman. I know. I feel yeah, like that one character in, uh, did you see the six part made for TV? Was it Hulu or Netflix? It was called uh, The Playlist about the formation of the creation of spotify no holy shit i gotta watch it was that. actually good it was actually wow good. i definitely watched that i'm curious but you watch in one episode the it's like a rashomon thing they each episode features a different character in the cast of characters that had everything to do with the beginning of spotify and wow. each one tells their version of what you just saw the week before Oh, the wow. episode before. That's it's a great. great way to do it. Yeah. So that yeah. you kind of piece it together, like, who do we believe here? And of course, three tells us certain things that were true empirically. Mm. But the the girl, there's a there's early there's a girl that they signed that uh, Sony Sweden signs, and she gets screwed by Spotify, mm. and um knows the CEO of Spotify from high school and he completely has changed from the guy that she knew into this ruthless Elon Musk kind of character. <laughs> oh, geez. And Christ. he, you know, he reads her the reality, you know, he lets her know how it works. Like, yeah. like Ned, Be like Ned Beatty in, uh, in, um, it's a one network one. when he gets network. It's Albert, a <laughs> when he gets him in the room and lets him know how it works. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, I remember that. Yeah, I'm, Devo's feeling like that with Spotify. You know, we're not. Yeah, Taylor I'll try Swift. to watch that tonight. Yeah. Yeah. Hold it past Have you ever considered getting into politics? <laughs> I don't want to die. That way. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I would be killed. Yeah, I would be killed. <laughs> Straight up, and we're getting a lot of people asking you to talk about Chinaman. Oh, well, that's that's only fair because I forgot about uh, that alter ego. Um, <laughs> that all came because Mark and I, around 1973, we were going to a lot of mask shops and novelty stores, and uh, which, you know, Akron was Canton, Youngstown. They were full of, full of those things, mm. and of course, I found the racist. I didn't know they were racist. <laughs> <laughs> the specs with the inserts with the eyes slanted yep. and uh, the eyebrows. Mark ended up wearing them. But I put them on and he put the boogie boy mask on for the first time. And 
we were, you know, driving around with a cassette uh, recorder hanging from the rearview mirror, like we often mm-hmm. did, to b- bounce up ideas and sing ideas. And so he, I started being China Man, you know, right. which was basically a, a, a pretty terrible imitation of Carradine on Kung Fu. Okay. And, okay. Uh, he started talking like a baby like that and so i called him you know i'm going boogie boy you are as young as the unborn and yet as old as the mountains you know and, and, <laughs> and then we would just we would start for hours i was chinaman he was boogie boy and mm-hmm. we had that routine going and in the early iteration of devo there wasn't one meta five musketeers dressed in yellow suits you know right bob Mothersbaugh was clown you know, the evil rock and roll guitar player. Right. And I was Chinaman and Mark was Boogie Boy and the drummer was Jungle Jim. And, you know, we had more in common with Beefheart. Right. You know? <laughs> yep. Yeah. So, man. yeah, that was that was Chinaman. <clears throat> and I, you know, I. I got woke and I put the specs down. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> did, you get, did you get any flack from that from anybody? No, not. Are you kidding? Akron, Ohio? My God. Right. No. <laughs> That's right. That's no. true. Yeah. I mean, you could have put the N word on a billboard and nothing. <laughs> That's so true. I mean, I, you know, what I grew up in was totally white, yeah. racist, evangelic jingoism. Oh, yeah. You know, it was like they've, they've know, held strong. They're still Ohio the same. Now. Yeah. Well, it's worse. Whenever than I pass now. through Ohio, man, it's brutal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's fucking brutal. The uh, so <laughs> Danny Bailey asks, "What has Jeff Winter brought to your table?" <laughs> uh, lots of um, lot, lots of smart opportunities, actually. Mm. Yeah, there we go. He's usually like that. spot on, as they say. Right. Awesome. And then Sweet. lobsters asking question for you, Jerry. What was what was thought progress and meaning behind the song Happy Guy? It's often noted as one of the <laughs> best songs from the Enigma era. Hmm. <laughs> yeah. Now he's a happy guy. Uh yeah, Mark and I were just being a little bit smart ass and a little bit funny uh, about <laughs> uh, about a guy that resigns himself to the reality we were talking about earlier on this program about there's nothing you're going to do about it. Right. And so, yeah. you know, it, um, rather than it's, it's like when they killed four students at Kent state and I was in the middle of that and yep. there was such outrage, you know, and, and just such, such injustice that the, the really political active people that had been in, SDS like me or other uh, anti-war groups moved on to the weathermen, the weather underground. Right. That's where you would go to jail or die. Right. Um, the point is, those are your only choices, either creative response where you move human consciousness forward or turn around and confront, you know, illegitimate authority, assholeism, and probably get yourself killed. Right. Or jail. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, so 
the happy guy made the creative choice. Mm. That makes a lot of sense. And I, I didn't realize that, but that's, that's great. The, uh, sorry, I got so many for you. I apologize. If you could magically pick any group of artists to be your opener on your upcoming tour, who would you pick? Ooh. Uh, you mean Devo's tour or Gerald Casale tour? Because I'd, I'd rather open. Ah, I is Gerald Casale. I I need to open for somebody. I I can't have somebody open for me. <laughs> I have a I have a wonderful forty minutes that will leave them wanting more, and. Mm. Uh, you know, I'd like I'd like to open for uh, you know Nine Inch Nails. <laughs> oh man, yeah, that'd be great. There we go. That's a good one. Do you still talk to Chrissy Hine? I haven't seen Chrissy Hine since two thousand eight. When oh okay okay, complaining about her um, vegetarian restaurant not succeeding in Akron. <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh, that's hilarious. Yeah, I was going to say, I think she's going back on tour or something like that. It'd be fun to see you guys together. Yeah, I know she's been out lately. I know I know she played live, yeah. Yeah, and she just did a, a redid a bunch of uh, covers for, uh, like, Dylan songs, I think. Yeah. That was pretty good. Which makes pretty sense. Good. Yeah. yeah, right? It makes sense. Absolutely. That's great. Um, we'll, uh, we'll let you get out of here. I'm going to, I, I right. did the last three questions that we normally do last time. So for the first time for our, cause we've had repeat guests before, but I usually just ask the same question, but I'm not going to do that this time. Okay. I'm going to ask you if this was a genuine dystopia, I want to know your three, like three pieces of art that you would want to listen to that day, knowing that it's going to be everybody's last day. So what would mm. be the music, the song or an album you would like to listen to that day? Um, wow. A book you would like to read. Wow. And um, uh, co uh, com comedy, anything you'd like to, comedian or anything like that you'd like to listen to, something like that. What would be your three choices? Jesus. I guess the, I'd pick Trout Mask Replica by Captain Beefheart. Then oh, nice. uh, Gravity's Rainbow by Thomas Pynchon. Ooh. See, because these things are going to keep you going for a long time <laughs> they're <laughs> deep dives absolutely yeah that's a good point yeah, and then uh and yeah the, and then the third the third thing was which the oh two, film? Uh, film? Oh, uh, yeah it was comedy comedy comedian or comedy mm -hmm. comedy see the well probably if it was just video of a stand-up performance it'd be andy kaufman nice <laughs> but a a comedy a film that's yeah, a comedy a film yeah. i would love i loved, and nobody else did but i loved king of comedy oh yeah that's a great one. Oh yeah very they used that's jerry lewis film. the way he always should have seen him absolutely abso man totally totally dead on accurate um Thank you so much for coming back on with us again, man. I really appreciate uh, it. Uh, you're a blast to talk to. <laughs> well, so are you. And I'm sorry about the choking in the Thank you. Oh, no. <laughs> I'm Listen, it's, I'm it's happy called, we were doing it together. Yeah, it's called G-E-R-D, folks. You don't mm -hmm. want it.
Nope. <laughs> not not good times for anybody. This has been a nice GERD awareness program, I feel like. <laughs> oh That's a, we'll, we'll have to reach out to them and see if we can get any, uh, you know, a sponsorship or something like that. The two, we can, you can use it on tour. I'll use it for the show. It'll be nice. Yeah, at least some medication. Alrighty. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, or some medication. Yeah, just you, you know, help us. How about that? <laughs> That's nice. Um, thanks so much again, man. I appreciate it. I can't wait to see you if you actually do wind up going yeah. on tour. Yeah, we're all going to whip it out and play it. Uh, <laughs> nice. Yeah. <laughs> the harmonica? Uh, <laughs> yeah, that too. Yeah, the harmonica. Have a, have a great night, man.